It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Now, each week, I'm fired up to bring you the coolest stories in golf to all of you. Well, guess what? This week will be another great pop culture storytelling show, a major recap, another playoff, and of course, an interesting guest. So please return your seats to their full upright positions, lock those tray tables, and buckle up because the pro show is about to take off. Good afternoon there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Lovely, lovely Friday. It is, man. And I tell you, I have had an amazing, amazing week. I, yes. I, I can't wait to get into it today. I know you, uh, you know, I'm always fired up for the opening, but uh, you know, there was a there was a little extra in there today. A little, a little extra heat, yes. A little one one percent more as we lock and load for this Friday afternoon's pro show. And uh, I'll just get right into it. I'm excited about today's guest. Got to touch upon him real quick before we talk about my week. Colin Weston, he is an architect, a community builder, a golf innovator. This guy is a really cool guy. He has an entrepreneurial mindset. I can't wait to talk to him today. Uh, He hosts a podcast called the Mod Golf Podcast. He brings on all sorts of really interesting people. Kind of reminds me of something. And uh, I'm not sure where this conversation is going to go today, but it will be very entertaining as he is. He's an entertaining guy. Uh, he's coming to us from the left coast. He's a Vancouver guy, so um, and Canada. And uh, fortunately, you know, we uh, on radio there's no restrictions, so we can talk to him. Correct, very uh, much so. I'm excited We're about that. Collect right? We, yes, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know how all that works. Dial. Me neither. Dial, Is there even long distance anymore? I have no idea. Dial the country code. That's a period. You know, I, who knows? I mean, you've reached the wrong house. Yeah, because it's Canada. I mean, when those things come through on your phone. And they say spam risk or, you know, all those other things. Where are they coming from? I, I don't know. It, Who knows? It, it, and it lies, too. It'll say it's like from, you know, to, to your neighborhood. No, it's definitely not my neighborhood. Yeah. I don't recognize any of those numbers. Well, I can tell you one place they're not coming from. That's Tokyo because there's nobody there. No, there's no yeah. one there. Yeah. There's just a couple athletes running around. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the parade of nations tonight. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they're going to do that with CGI or how that's going to happen, right. but it's uh, that's what they'll do like they did with, with Fox and the baseball last year. They put fake people in there. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fake crowd noise, the whole nine yards. Uh, anyway, good luck to the uh, IOC and uh, the people of Tokyo and all of the athletes, certainly the American athletes, as it starts and kicks off tonight with the opening ceremonies. Now, speaking of some ceremonial stuff, I uh, had a fun day yesterday. I have to thank my host, uh, my one of my college buddies, John, I uh, went up to Plainfield field and play the little one day member guest we had some fun myself uh donnie rob and john and uh we were uh average at best but uh you know the golf course was exquisite our host scott paris up there was he did a does a phenomenal job it was like the nicest day in the history of mankind yesterday um you know what timing is everything in life absolutely you know i, I tell you it, it it was fantastic and it was just kind of like like today is like the icing on the cake of my week because it started off early in the week i had to do a piece for stick and hack uh, i wanted to recap the the Open Championship, and of course, uh, Colin Morikawa, the man, the myth, the legend, the young legend, is 
the winner. So I talked to his coach, Rick Sessinghouse, who, you know, is a friend of the show. And he gave us all uh, gave me all sorts of cool feedback. We're going to talk about that in a second. PGA.com is just ramping up things. Lots of articles we've been writing there. So, folks, if you haven't checked it out, you know, I bring this up because people, you know, they they text me or, or I bump into them and they say, hey, what's going on these days? And I said, so, you know, I'll, I'll do a little update. Sure. You know, I know we do the update at the at the end of the show, but this is this is not this is comic. Relief. This is the this is the branding update <laughs> here. Um, you know, of course. Now, last night. So oddly enough, you talk about timing, right? So I get a call on Wednesday that Sirius needed somebody last night. So then I had to I had to like like on a plane, I had to jump out of. Right. Uh, Plainfield yesterday. And then uh, eight o'clock last night, I was on Sirius for an hour. We got to talk to Daniel Rappaport. We talked to my good friend Tom Coyne and his new book, of course, called America. Really good show. Thanks to Frank Darby for um, asking me to co-host with him. Had a great time there. So, I mean, these are the types of things that are going on week in and week out. So if you want to find me mm-hmm. and you're out there in listener land, folks, PGA.com, stickandhack.com. Uh, you can find me here every Friday at 3 p.m., of course. And everywhere. We post the podcast. Well, you know what? And I tell you what, there was a secret meeting earlier today. How secret? Because um, I didn't know about it, so. Well, no, it, uh, I bring it up now because I like your reactions. Okay. Right? But during the break, I'll, I'll tell you more about it. But um, there's something big on the horizon. Interesting. Yes. I, like, I like horizons. Yes. It's kind of, it's a cross between pop culture um Sam Ace Rothstein and um, me. So hmm. that's that's the only lead in you're going to get there. Interesting. Let's get back to Sessinghouse and Colin Morikawa. Really impressive win there at the Open Championship. And a lot of people are trying to put this in perspective because he's got two majors and eight tries. He's in his first 50 tournaments on tour. He's got five wins, two majors, 20 top tens, mm. right? Kind of <clears throat> makes you think, you know, like, how good was Tiger in his first 50? Yeah, you know, you got to compare it to I mean, that's always going to be the barometer, right? So Tiger, first 50, seven wins, one major, 28 top 10s. Okay. Now, here's the one that's that's that gets me, right? When you start to look into this stuff. In those 50 starts, and what Tiger just did, 4.7 million in earnings. Okay. Okay? That was... First 50 starts are done by 1999 right, for him. Right, so that's a while ago. Okay? So, fast forward now... First 50 starts for Colin, 14.1 million. Inflation? And he, well, I mean, that's that's called tigerflation, really, right. is what it is. Uh, just amazing. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, you know, his first win was in July at the Barracuda in 2019. He's got a WGC. He, he's got he's got just some major, major action going on here. He has won at the Memorial. He has won um, uh, now in a PGA championship. He's won an open championship. I mean, this guy's got game and I love it. I, and I love his personality too, his perspective and the piece that I wrote for stick and hack. If you get a chance, folks check it out because it, it talks not about, you know, the play by play of what he did on Sunday to beat Louie and to beat Jordan. It talks about his process of how he becomes a champion and a winner. And that's what I talked about with Rick and, you know, Rick went back through time and and, because Rick's been with Colin since he was eight years old. So he talked a lot about how he taught him on course and not on a range. I mean, there's a lot of lessons to be learned by what I wrote in there. And it's really cool. And Colin, his biggest thing is that he embraces challenges, right? And we talk about this all the time. I mean, you and I face challenges every day. I know you got a big challenge coming up next week. <laughs> anyway, so the the, um, the point being there is that, you know, having that type of challenge mindset, you know, now Colin's got one like a Tom Brady, right? 
right. or like a Michael Jordan. But, you know, I mean, even if we had 10 percent of that challenge mindset and we embraced those obstacles that are in front of us, you know, kind of like the message I always give at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think we would all be better suited. And, and you can't hit the golf ball like Colin Morikawa. Right. And that's a given. It's not going to happen. But you know what, though? You can approach your life and your golf game like Colin Morikawa. I mean, we can work on those particular skills. And I think that that's a really important that's lesson. A great message. You know, and so we go out of one major championship and we have two more this week. I mean, this is golf. It's July. And we have the ladies in the Evian championship. And congratulations to anyone that got up early today to see Jung Jung Lee six shoot 61 this morning. Mm. 10 under, 10 birdies, clean card, 10 birdies, eight pars. Unbelievable. 29 on the front, 32 on the back. Uh, you know, as they wrap up round two over there in France, in Evian, uh, just really impressive. I mean, she's jumping out to the lead. A uh, couple interesting names there. Your lowest American at this point is Lauren Stevenson. She's in fourth. Rose Zhang, who just came off of her win at Columbia Country Club last week in the girls U.S. Junior. Uh, she is that 18 year old girl that is going to Stanford. Yep, she's yep. in high school. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, she is one under. She's uh, tied, I think, in the mid 40s there. I got I to gotta look it up on the laptop here. But then uh, your number one player in the world, Nellie Corda, uh, is fighting for the cut line. She's in about 75th place. And uh, we'll see how she does. And she wraps it up. Another across the pond major is the senior men's open championship so we had the the uh, young men's open championship mm -hmm. last week at royal st george's and at sunningdale golf club this week we have the senior one and it's like it's like basically back to the future i feel like marty mcfly darren clark's leading this thing at minus eight but ernie ells is in second ian woosdom miguel and hell jimenez bernard langer they're all in contention it's it's like a 1995 scoreboard right, all over scott it. yes 1.21 the libyans well yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> Can we say that? Sure. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so moving right along, the 3M Open, which is the PGA Tour contest this weekend and or tournament. And guess who is on the front page of the leaderboard with a little opening round yesterday, 64-7 under. The man in orange on Sundays, Mr. Ricky Fowler. Ooh. He and Troy Merritt were tied. Uh, Johnny Vegas was tearing it up earlier today. Uh, Usti, DJ, Sergio. They're all there. They're kind of non-committal in what they're doing, along with Tony Finau. But we got some big names there, um, considering all that's going on in the world. And uh, New Jersey's own John Pock is playing. He's under par uh, after the first round. He was shot one under, and they had a little rain delay yesterday, so their their rounds are kind of all a little jammed up. But uh, it was a significant delay. But there, there's a couple funny things that that came out of uh, yesterday because Fowler is certainly a lot like Morikawa and Jordan Spieth. He's a pretty open guy. He tells it like it is. Right. And um, he can be a little tongue in cheek at times, which is which is kind of fun for us as uh, fans of the game. So uh, Steve DiMeglio of Golf Week hits him up and he says, hey, uh, he's hey, Ricky, you know, uh, what led to today's success? And he, you know, I'll paraphrase here real quick, except for the end. And he says, you know, well, um, Sunday at the open, I shot 65 and I drove the ball really well. And uh, he Basically, on Friday and Saturday, I, I drove the ball really poorly, and that didn't give me any opportunities for birdie. Today, I drove the ball really, really well. And, you know, obviously, I had more chances for birdie. I shoot seven under 64 with a clean card. He goes, and I'll just let you know that it wasn't my driver's fault. No, that's good. And then, and then he looks at the camera and goes, I had to. Dead serious, right? I had to. Yeah. It gets better. You know who his driver's made by? Cobra. Uh, Same as Bryce's. 
I mean, that's it, great. It, it was so priceless. I mean, it, and he, I mean, he added it in there. He did the whole like where you come out of character right. on Saturday Night Live and you look, and you at, look the at the camera. Yeah, break down the, the wall. I had to. Sorry. Yeah, you break down the wall. I love that how you put great. that. Yeah. Speaking of breaking down the wall, we got to look behind the wall to Tiger Woods. Fowler also mentioned earlier in the week in his press conference that he had talked to Tiger and Tiger is rehabbing actively. He's getting after it. Um, he didn't really give us an idea of where Tiger stood or if he's standing in his rehab process. Literally. But, um, you know, Daniel Rappaport, who I talked to last night on Sirius, he released a, a note on that because he had he was the one that asked the question. And uh, Fowler had said that, you know, Tiger's getting after it. I mean, he, he's acting like he wants to do more than just watch his kids soccer games or junior right. golf or et cetera, et cetera. So that's a great sign. For all of us that love Tiger Woods and wish him well in his rehab process. And you know what? If you're going through a rehab process, like the veterans that have done so much for our country, they have to enlist people that are wonderful, just like we do as sponsors. And that is the New Jersey Golf Foundation, which is committed to positively impacting the lives and communities through the game of golf. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section will host its 15th annual golf classic at Baltusrol Golf Club on Monday, August 9th. Limited spots are still available on the upper golf course at the famed championship venue. To register for the 2021 New Jersey Golf Foundation Golf Classic or for more information, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. All right there, Mr. Wade Weezer. It is 3.14 p.m. here in New York. Not sure what time it is in Tokyo, but thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with a cool golf innovator named Colin Weston. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop chop, he says I'm going to win big. Choose not. Keyshawn Johnson. Any quarterback that play underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Zubin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Through a wide range of programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs, the NJGF champions a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. So individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support programming, the New Jersey Golf Foundation will host its 15th annual Golf Classic at Baltusrol Golf Club on Monday, August 9th. Limited spots are still available on the upper golf course at the famed championship venue. To register for the 2021 Golf Classic or for more information, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call us at 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. It's 
sure feels like summer outside. So I'm going to introduce you all to the cool Colin Weston this afternoon. He's got a very modern golf mentality and is the type of collaborator golf needs to sustain this surge. July and it sure does feel like summer, but I wonder how our guest feels. Colin, how are you feeling this afternoon? I am feeling pretty darn good, Keith. Joining you from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, just north of Seattle, and uh, another beautiful sunny day here, which is not bad for a rainforest. So uh, yeah, the life is good. Life is good. Life is definitely good, and I know that your life travels at a very fast rate. So the first thing I want to do, let's just jump right into it. What are you working on today? Because you you are into a million different things in the golf space, in the entrepreneurial space, you're a community builder. You do all these wonderful things, bringing people together, building things. I mean, you're an architect by trade. So tell me, right, what are you working on today? I'm curious. Today, well, the boring answer is I'm actually going to take a day off. That's actually one of the most important things to do is sometimes just uh, master the fine art of doing nothing. But uh, once I, uh, that's actually a bit of a lie. I actually am recording a podcast episode for the Mod Golf Podcast this afternoon. Yesterday, with my entrepreneurial hat as part of Startup Canada, which represents the over four million entrepreneurs across this country, I was hosting an event called Celebrating Black Entrepreneurs, part of our diversity and inclusion piece that we do, which also transcends to what I do in the golf space. So, uh, yeah, juggling lots of balls as usual. But the other piece we'll talk about, too, as an entrepreneur with my company that I'm a partner at at Reviver Sport Entertainment, is we are, the best way to describe it is we're creating the top golf of putting. So that's going to be coming. Uh, we're going to be launching that in venues at PGA and LPGA events. Uh, hopefully at this time next year, once, uh, once this little thing called COVID is uh, finally, hopefully, out of our lives. All right. Well, hang on there. But I mean, I have I have a list of questions for you, but usually what happens I know, I is threw a lot of the wall there, my friend. Yeah, I, no, I, I throw those to the side because the guest starts talking and then I, you know, my curiosity takes over. So um, the top golf of putting. So you have me at hello there. Just keep keep running with that one. What is the top golf of putting? OK, well, I think, you know, my background a bit in the entrepreneurship space. We'll kind of get into that backstory later. But uh, for many years, uh, myself and my business partner at Reviver, we worked as design consultants and really creating the innovation group at Top Golf in 2016, 2017, where we sat down with them uh, at that 30,000 foot level, kind of envisioning what they can do outside of their their over 40 venues that they have in growing across the U.S. And the one that uh, they liked, we came up with was their mobile activation, which they called Top Golf Crush, which now is called Top Golf Live. They've done at least, you know, 15 or 20 of those where they drop in a, kind of a portable Top Golf experience into uh, MLB stadiums, into you know football stadiums, college and pro, and for four days. So that was kind of the backdrop of that. So we've learned a ton from Top Golf as far as why people love it, the whole hospitality, entertainment overlay. So with our company, we've created, as I said, instead of hitting bays at Top Golf, for any of your listeners that have been to Top Golf, we're creating putting pods instead. So they're all connected leaderboards. It could be at a corporate event, uh, on a golf course, most likely off a golf course, 
And it's kind of like if you imagine connected bowling alleys, but uh, they could be anywhere around the world and virtual. So it's a bit of that esports type of thing, but it's also so you're actually in a pod uh, playing real golf. That's uh, you know real putting with projected graphics and feedback, and it's this multi-sensory awesome experience that we're working with our technical team, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be uh, top golf for putting on steroids, kind of pinball meets golf, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Holy cow. All right. And this is mobile. Now, I, I say that as kind of a loaded term because it's mobile because you mentioned online, but it's mo- also mobile, meaning, you know, coming to a, to a parking lot near you. 100%. So exactly that. So we have these uh, the, being mobile light in that way that you could have just have one putting pot or have them stacked together because as an entrepreneur in the tech space, especially you got to scale, you know, they have to replicate and you have to scale. So you can imagine kind of walking through the journey. It could be a uh, uh, PGA Championship. It could be at a Ryder Cup. So in the fan experience zone, we're set up there. We could have, let's say, half a dozen aces because it's called Aces Gameplay Golf. We have eight, you know a half a dozen aces gameplay golf putting pods set up, all connected with the hospitality piece. So that bit of that Top Golf vibe there. So the food, the music, uh, people having a good time. Uh, having a couple of drinks while you're putting. One thing we've learned is you don't want people moving around uh, while they've got a drink in their hand trying to do stuff. That's the secret sauce of Top Golf, right? Is the fact you're in your bay with your friends, watching your friend hit a terrible shot, laughing, you know, posting it on Instagram, all those things, and you're uh, but but you're there for that hour. So we're doing exactly that. So that mobile piece you can drop it at a state fair. It could be at a music festival. It could be, you know, at any type of thing. It could be at a corporate event, conventions, all those things. So we're we're seeing this as the market as entrepreneurs is, is massive, not just in the golf space, but I think you know me well enough, Keith. What really gets me excited with everything we do in golf and in the Mod Golf podcast is connecting with that massive non-golf audience that is easily five times, 10 times bigger than the 25 million recreational golfers that we have in the U.S. I tell you what, I mean, man, oh man, you just hit on so many different things there, but the one that resonates with me the most, and this is this might be I don't know. Hopefully this is funny, but I got to get a T-shirt that says I don't want to move around with a drink in my hand. That was <laughs> that is genius. You know, I, I mean, it does. It does definitely describe the essence of Top Golf, which is, you know, the the social element of it is that people can be in those pods, meaning their booth and they can have so much fun. And, and you know, you could connect to the next booth and the next booth or you could have four booths together. It's It's very cool and everything, you know, so. Everyone's getting a good idea. And folks, if you're just joining us, we are talking to Colin Weston. And Colin is a designer. He's an entrepreneur. And when you put all that together and you you wrap a bow on it, this guy is an innovator and now in the golf space. So where does golf introduce itself into your life, Colin? Well, uh, I guess growing up, if you want to go way, way back. Uh, sure. Didn't grow up in a, golf, in a golf family at all, golf culture. My dad, who... Uh, you know, love the guy, but I don't know where I got my athletic genes from. Let's be my mom's side because uh, he he uh, he doesn't have that much on the athletic side. But he had this this uh, bag of old clubs in the basement that was you know should be hanging on a wall in some pro shop from a hundred years ago, and he had. And I, I just got out there one time and played with some guys in the streets and a family that uh, that played. But I didn't play a lot of golf, and I wasn't that good. I played a lot of sports, team sports here in Canada, playing hockey, uh, baseball at a competitive level, basketball. Love that. 
So it wasn't until my 20s and even 30s that I started to play a little more golf. But I was one of those guys who played half a, time, half a dozen times a year, never got any better, could never break 90. It was kind of stuck there. And it really wasn't until 2013 uh, in the entrepreneurial side with uh, you know my background in architecture you talked at, which is primarily working with international architecture firms all over the world uh, on sport architecture. So not only stadiums and venues, but I worked on Olympic Games here in Vancouver and elsewhere, Pan Am Games design, world, the championship races. So not just the actual structures and architecture, but the actual event experience for the fans, the players, the athletes, the, uh, the officials, uh, all those experiential touch points across the journey, those magic moments that makes events and make sporting uh, experiences amazing. And that was kind of a launch pad because we looked back then in 2013 uh golf was on the decline you know rounds were down in the by the millions uh equipment sales were down and people didn't know how to connect with the younger audience and ultimately uh, i make this as a joke but it's kind of serious keith that uh, ignorance is one of my superpowers we knew nothing about the (laughs) golf industry but we knew a lot about sport and the secret sauce is that the designers that gave us this competitive advantage where a lot of people in the golf industry is like who the hell are you guys and how do you know all this stuff it's like well because we don't we're not bogged down by all the stuff that you guys are dealing with every day that we're just liberated from that. So that was really my start in the golf industry and really the start of me starting to play more golf. All right. So I read back a ways and around that time period. And I, and I love how you bring, bring such a unique perspective. And this is why I wanted to have you on this afternoon. It was it was basically the essence of what you just said. When the golf universe, our ecosystem introduces people from outside, they bring in just a, a, just they shine a totally different light on what's going on because they just see things differently. That doesn't mean it's right or wrong, folks. It just means that they see it in a way that matches their world. And then when you bring it into the golf ecosystem, that's how we grow and we evolve and we get better. Right. So I read about this thing called Ripped Links, that this project that you all put together. Tell me a little bit about that, because isn't that near that part of the time timeline that you're talking about right there? Absolutely. So the quick story with Rip Links, and that was really an extension of what I had mentioned there in 2013, where myself and my my business partner and good friend, Philip Davis, who's uh, an Aussie, also played uh, very little golf, but other sports, surfing. We both love action sports, uh, snowboard a lot. We're sitting in a, in a sports bar here in Vancouver. I think it's like a rainy, another rainy January day in 2013. And of course, up on the screen, there's another you know, boring January golf tournament on. And, uh, and then there's this Red Bull action sports thing going on next to it called uh, crashed ice. And this is like, they dropped this ice track in the middle of a city. They did it in Fenway park two years ago before COVID and uh, in, um, in St. Paul also hundred thousand people, music, lights, screaming and they created a new sport. So I just turned to Philip and said, golf's so boring what you know like we love golf but you know we won't even watch that tournament why don't we make it more like a red bull action sport and get rid of the ice track and drop in i don't know three holes of par three golf it was like that's a good idea so as we do as architects first ordered another beer grabbed some pens and uh, some napkins and started sketching this thing up based on what the work we've done the last 10 years and woke up the next day and said that's a pretty good idea but knew nothing about the golf space and then we started doing some real research and some due diligence and realizing uh, what a tough spot that the golf industry lives in and the decline I just mentioned earlier at, in, in, the, in 2013. It's like 
there's an opportunity. That's the key for entrepreneurship, which I, you know, I've learned the hard way by doing it wrong and in, in the, back in the day. But now what I teach and, and, and also practice is look at a gap and an opportunity and a pain point. See where you're adding value to something. And what we did, and you touched on this, Keith, is we looked outside of the golf box. We looked at entertainment, music, you know, things like Cirque du Soleil, uh, music festivals, once again, Red Bull action sports, do tour, X Games, things that people love, those experiences, took the best elements of those, took the best elements of golf, mashed it all together, and created something that is new and fun, kind of 16th hole at Phoenix Open on steroids all the time, that you can transport around from city to city, drop it in for a couple of days, and move on. And that's what we did. How can the golf world, the golf industry, adopt a more entrepreneurial mindset like you talk about there. Let's talk about that mindset just for a second because, you know, I have been around golf my entire life and it's been extremely good to me and I try to give back as much as I can. I mean, that's why I do this on the pro show. And folks, if you're just joining us here on the show this afternoon, we are talking to this really cool innovator named Colin Weston. And we're going to talk a little bit more about an entrepreneurial mindset and bringing that to golf. Right. So how do we how do we do that? How do people like you and I who think this way, Colin, introduce this more to the leaders of golf or is a little bit more of this going on than we're aware of that, you know, of? Well, there certainly is now as compared to 2013 or 2015. Uh, but and it's a great question, Keith, because I talk about this when I get invited to the PGA show in Orlando every year. Uh, to as part of their education series to talk about entrepreneurship and innovation. And there's such reluctance. Uh, or probably even fear to, for, of, of change. Because in the golf industry, as you know, you've been in it a lot longer than I have, Keith. It's a bit of a laggard on the innovation side, which a, I a look bit. at as an unbe- unbelievable opportunity, right? And, uh, you know, so they think I'm this rock star. Where are you coming up with all these ideas? It's like, well, you know, just spending time in Silicon Valley and within the tech space and the entrepreneurship space, it's like that's how people roll. So I'm just applying what works there to the golf industry. So to try to answer your question, how can they become more entrepreneurial? And the, and the, the key I find is to, to, to embrace, or sorry, discard this whole notion of what I call the F word, in this case, failure. You know, what, how we grow up in school, it's based on a mark, you know, an elementary school, high school, college, you know, and, and just to collaborate and try some things. And, but do it fast. And if it doesn't work, learn something from that and try something else. And golf courses, golf course owners, operators, uh, superintendents, they're, they're fearful of trying things to think it may fail. It's like they try something and see where it, it resonates. And, and of course, the key is to listen to your customers. In this case, the, uh, the people that are on your golf course, find out what they want. Take ideas from other sports like I, I took. See what works in other industries and start to apply that. Um, and the key with entrepreneurship, people get freaked out and they think I've got, I've got this blank piece of paper in front of me. And I've got to create something brand new that's never been done before. Well, guess what? Even if you come up with something you think is brand new, there's, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet. There's probably someone else that's thought of that idea is probably already working on it right now. So you know what? Just think of entrepreneurship and creativity and innovation as is, is taking ideas and pieces of that, that work and in, in resonate in other areas and apply that to what you're doing and just try it. Experiment. Treat it like an experiment. That's the key. I love how you went over the elements of entrepreneurship there. And the one that stuck out the most to me was listen to your customer, right? When you started Ripped Links, 
or this new Top Golf putting project. What are you hearing from the golf audience that has sent you down this road? Because, I mean, you tell so very nice a story about sitting in the sports bar where there's multiple TVs showing multiple things and, and, and anyone can create a mashup. I get that part. But then bringing it to the forefront and then you get instant feedback. So when someone goes to a Ripped Links event, right, what is the feedback you're hearing? And then how does it does that then create a pivot moment or, you know, because golf is, you know, if you go on like a Gladwell scale of the tipping point, you know, there's like we need a second yeah. curve for when golf adopts things. You know, I mean, we are that far behind the regular world at times. And I love the fact that we're catching up. But I mean, it's going to be a while. You and I both know that. How can we there's a lot of golf industry experts, leaders, decision makers that listen to this show over the course of the week. How can we help them? How can we essentially, what are you hearing out there at the front lines that would catch their attention to want to listen to more of this conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great question, Keith. And I think the key is for us to really embrace the, the inclusion piece. I know everybody tied that, you know, diversity and inclusion is really kind of ramped up the last couple of years. We were even doing that before that term was even a thing back in 2013. And that's that multi-billion dollar opportunity for the golf industry. Like I said, let me put it blunt here. You and I are a couple of middle-aged white guys, and that's kind of what most people think golf is, right? And we know the last couple of years, especially the way it's been ramping up in the work that the PGA of America is doing, and, and we are golf and other organizations that I talk to on the Mod Golf podcast. So it's not just about technology. It is really about growing the game and, and making it accessible and equitable to everyone for you know, no matter your age, gender, sexual orientation, you know, ethnicity, you know, cultural background. And that's the key. And that is really the key. That's that multi-billion dollar opportunity out there. And everybody's getting that now. But it's as you touched on, how do you then uh, put that into play? How do you execute that? Because ideas are, uh, are, are the easy part is my Aussie friend Philip uh, says, well, I'm not going to say it because it's a family show. You can use your imagination, what body part he's talking about. But he actually says, ideas are like, as he put it, belly buttons, said something else. Everyone's got one, right? <laughs> like That's the easy part. But uh, to execute that, and to be honest, back in the day in 2013 with Rip Links, there were a couple of things that were uh, working against us. One was timing. Timing is so important in entrepreneurship, and it was just too early. We had a lot of positive feedback from the golf industry, from uh, equipment suppliers. They wanted to get involved, but it was still too risky. There was nothing out there that we can use as a validator. Early in entrepreneurship, we thought no one else is doing this. This, this shows this is such a great opportunity for us and such, you know, such value for people to jump on. Whereas the opposite for investors and even other partners that come on because it's all about partnership. You can't do it alone. That was a big red flag. They're like, well, why hasn't anybody done this? Is this because it's failed already five times or, or you know, it's too risky? So that's one thing we've, we've learned uh, over the years. And now we're applying that to Aces Gameplay Golf. So this is the pivot you talk about with entrepreneurship. Even though we did some test events at a small scale with Rip Links in 2015, 2016, it hasn't gone away. And I still know that Rip Links, just because you look at American Ninja Warrior, uh, 
that show, really that's what we're doing. We're creating an American Ninja Warrior for golf, right? High competitive level at below that LPGA and PGA level. And the great thing is three par three holes. It's short, sharp, and fast. Music going, people screaming. And women and men are competing against each other at the same time. No separate women's division. And that's one thing out of the gate, Keith, we absolutely loved. And that's part of that kind of that equity piece. Um, that we actually love that storytelling piece is the fact that the best thing at the first big rip links event that we do, hopefully it happens in a couple of years. Once we get aces off the ground is a woman wins the, the first rip links event. That would be amazing. You know what? This is just an amazing conversation, but for a couple of middle-aged guys, we're going to have to take a quick break and catch our breath. And of course the sponsors <laughs> need to jump in there as well. So folks up next more with Colin Weston, host of the mod golf podcast. Thanks for listening to ESPN nine twenty. Keyshawn Johnson. Any quarterback that played underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Subin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin. Weekday morning, starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. Today's interview is brought to you by our friends at Beedratty. Beedratty is known for their irrationally comfortable Peruvian Pima cotton polos. But did you know they've branched into new categories? You must try like boxers, layers, button downs, and even performance fabrics with their Dratty Sport. The theme with all of their products is meticulous attention to detail. Details most companies choose to overlook. Be Dratty thoughtfully considers like our favorite Russell quarter zip where the front pouch is sewn into the garment and not topped on, allowing for a slimmer, less bulky fit. Shop the entire Be Dratty line at BeDratty.com and receive 25% off with our exclusive discount code KJS25. You got a great voice for radio time to get back on course thanks for radio i I get a lot of that too as the pro show continues once again keith stewart it's the pro show and i'm keith stewart welcome back to our conversation with colin weston you know you're listening to new jersey's espn 920 well whether it's the shore or the lake or the mountains have a safe pro show weekend and by chance you do get away bring those clubs and tee it up now Let's start the back nine of our conversation with Colin. I have a quick question for him. You are the host of the Mod Golf podcast. Where did you come up with the name Mod Golf, Colin? I'll be honest. I just just like the ring to it. Uh, I know some people, <laughs> my kids give me a hard time. It's like, oh, how, how's the Pod Mod Golf cast going, Dad? It's like, uh, come on, you're driving me crazy here. So but the Mod Golf podcast the fact that that modern piece there, and that's always what I'm looking, the future, uh, the tagline for the show that I wrote at the gates is like, what, what's our why? What are we doing? Who are we? What defines this as compared to the differentiator, compared to other things that are out there in my background in entrepreneurship and design is the Mod Golf podcast. I talk to the innovators, entrepreneurs, disruptors, and influencers who are shaping the future of golf. Full stop. And that's what I've done. And it started with, uh, that was a bit of an entrepreneurial exercise. Another experiment talking about that again. It's like I looked at this. This is the summer of 2016. So we're doing some top golf work. We were kind of slowed down on rip links and we were doing some other work in the sports space in the, in the surf park development space. But that's a totally different show that we have to do uh, uh, outside of today. So I had a little bit of time and I, I listened to podcasts and was listening to a lot of that time in the summer of 2016. 
But I don't, even though I'm a sports guy, I wasn't listening to any sports podcast. So I listened to a lot of storytelling ones, future of this, that, and the other thing, a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts. And then I did something just on, on iTunes at the time. I just did a quick search and I did it for sports. And of course, thousands of podcasts pop up and I did it for golf and hundreds pop up. And then I did something, Keith, I just put in entrepreneurship golf, future golf, innovation golf, and there was zero. There were no podcasts in that space. And I thought someone should be having those conversations and thought to myself, maybe I should do that. Even though I've never done a podcast, I was like absolute nobody in the, in the media space at that time. So I reached out to half a dozen people I knew in the, in the golf space, a lot of them at Top Golf and elsewhere, because I've met them over the last three years, developing Rip Links and trying to get that off the ground. And I just said it simple. I said, hey, here's the deal. Would you be a guest on my podcast realizing that a i may suck at it and uh b that we may get zero downloads no wait two because you and i'll both listen to our podcast we'll get two downloads maybe more and all of them said colin love what you're doing we're friends absolutely and i said keith it's like i treated it once again as an experiment i said i'll do a 12 uh episode season maybe i do suck maybe no one listens maybe there's only 12 stories out there uh but once we got off the ground and i got introduced to more people and more people uh, it just kept on going. We just celebrated our over 100th episode, more than four years in, you know, closing in on 100,000 downloads, all organic. Um, and the main reason I do that gets back to the, the why. And that's, I didn't do it to try to be uh, the next Joe Rogan and get a million downloads every episode, although I would take that. I'd be okay with that. But ultimately, it was about connection and community building and uh, becoming you know, an authority in, the, in this golf innovation space, which I have become, getting my reps in there. And ultimately, it, it is about that. It's about connecting with people, as I say to my wife, which she hates this line, it's part of my get rich slow scheme, which over time, and it, seriously, it, it does take years to build what we call our so, your social capital. And you're so good at doing that. You give first, and, uh, and then afterwards, you establish relationships, you cultivate trust, and then people want to collaborate with you. And that's what's, what's worked out beautifully with the Mod Golf Podcast. You know what, on this show, I love to get to know my guests in, in, on so many different levels. And, you know, we'll get into a fun one in just a little bit. But real quick, what inspires you? You have such a creative soul. You know, I mean, like what, if we're in the elevator together and you got to give me a quick answer, what really inspires you? What really inspires me is providing a, I guess the best way to put it is uh, our business model, which uh, we don't have, uh, you know, our MBAs, we're pretty simple when it comes to this type of thing. But Philip and I, before we created Reviver, we said, you know what, we're, what we want to do in business, it's like we want to work on awesome projects in amazing locations with great people that make money. And then over the last couple of years, Keith, this other piece has really established itself and that, that fifth pillar, which is to give back, to actually create a, a, a social impact, even though what we do is for profit. The fact now we connect with, uh, you know, to power women and disenfranchised and underrepresented communities through golf and entrepreneurship. The fact that and we create platforms to support mental health awareness for youth and everybody. So that's really what inspires me is the fact that I, anything that I create from Aces Gameplay Golf to events that I do in the entrepreneurship space, it has to have that. That, that piece that gives back of social awareness to try to make the world a little better place than uh, when I arrived here. And that's, that, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. 
Ah, man, that's just an awesome message. And folks, if you're joining in at this moment in the pro show this afternoon, we are talking to Colin Weston and we are about to put him through our favorite tradition here on the pro show, which is a little rapid fire Q&A. So we're going to get to know you on another level, but this one might be a little bit more entertaining. So you up for a couple quick questions, Colin, before we get out of here? Bring it on. All right, here we go. When you are not golfing, what do you like to do? I love to uh, to snowboard. If it's the winter time, if it's the summertime, I uh, I love to go to the beach here in Vancouver and uh, get on a paddleboard. Your favorite piece of architecture in the world? Ah, uh, well, in New York, I, I love the Guggenheim, even though it's a uh, you know ridiculous having to walk all the way down that uh, the, the spiral steps there. But I uh, lo- love love the Guggenheim Museum, Frank Lloyd Wright in New York. I can give you my top twenty list, but I'm going to stick with the Guggenheim. That's a great one. You can attend one concert all time. Who do you go see? Oh, that's an easy one. I don't know if your listeners know the Flaming Lips, but uh, their shows are, it's, uh, it's been on many top 100 things on your bucket list before you die. And their, their shows, I've seen them half a dozen times. I love live music. I love concerts, that experience. But I would say the Flaming Lips, without, without question. Would you rather spend the day with Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? Oh, tough one. Uh, I, I, I think... Elon, because I, I, I think there's an unpredictability to that, that guy. I think that would be, uh, that would be chaos. Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go with Elon. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate how cool you are. Oh, that's a tough one. Let's see. Um, yeah, this, this could come over. I, I'm going I'm to be humble. See, Canadians, we're also humbled up here. I'm going I'm to say an 8.5, uh, because if I, if I cut my hair, which I can't do now, it's part of my brand, uh, if I cut my hair and had to like a, had a haircut like you, I'd probably be reduced to a seven. So the hair makes me an 8.5. All right. If you could play a character in any movie, what character and what movie would it be in? Wow. Uh, okay. We're going to go with, we're going to go with, oh, geez, you, you stumped me. There's so many movies. My mind is working so quick. No, we're going to go with Deadpool. going to go with Deadpool. All right. If you were reincarnated as an animal, what animal would you be? I would be a, uh, I'd be a, I'd be a, let's see, be a, let's see, I, I, I love cats, I love big cats, let's see, I gotta, I gotta choose a, gotta choose a jaguar, they're kind of, they're kind of, they're kind of cool looking animals, they that, run fast, they do their thing. That's a cool choice, I like that, alright, name something you'd like to do one day on your bucket list. On my bucket list. Let's see. Uh, well, I, I haven't been to the Masters yet. Uh, was supposed to be there uh, in 2020, and a little thing called COVID kind of threw a wrench into that. So that that's been I got many things, but I would say not to play. I, I would love to be the the experience of the Masters. Last one. When you hear the word innovator, who is the first person that comes to mind? I would say Steve Jobs, founder of Apple. You know what, Colin Weston? When I'm in the golf space and I hear the word innovator your name comes to mind. You are such a thoughtful person. I can't thank you enough for sharing all your insights with my audience today, this afternoon here on the pro show. I appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate the opportunity also. I'm, I'm very grateful, Keith. And I, it's a great thing about the Mod Golf podcast. I've, I have a, a hundred ambassadors, a hundred mentors now, and also uh, dozens of friends. And I consider you one of those friends now. And I can't wait to get together and see you in person real soon, Keith. Hey, we're definitely going to do that. And I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Have a great day. We are running fast into 4 p.m. So thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back today to wrap up the show with the weekly update. The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped 
throwing up something 15 years ago. So he got away with it, 650 Gs. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work, but, but if he's not like doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks, I mean, why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. You know what, folks? You can listen to us anywhere. Just go to 920ESPNNewJersey.com, hit that Listen Now button, and stream us all over the world, even at the Olympics in Tokyo. And you know what? Don't forget, if you want to share or listen to more shows, the Pro Show is posted to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Weekends here, volume up, and I'm in my place. In my place, in my place, were lines that I couldn't change. I was lost, oh yeah. And I was lost, I was lost. You know, over the years, Chris Martin and the guys at Coldplay have done a tremendous job of creating some great songs. Yes. Some great melodies. Chill music. You know, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes he hops up from the Kicks piano up, sure, and sure, you sure. Know, jumps around the stage. But uh, um, for us on a Friday afternoon, it's a perfect fit. Midsummer, you and I, are, we're in our place. And you know what? If you're looking to improve your game at your place. Mm-hmm. I was waiting to see where you're going with this. I think that you need to consult with our friends at TaylorMade. <laughs> I thought you were about to ask me out to dinner. i got to be honest with you. You know, <laughs> Easy. You are frisky this afternoon. All right. High draw. Check. Low fade. Check. Bump and run. Out of the sand or flop shot. Check. Check and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off. Or if you just want to outdrive your friends, your coworkers, your colleagues, your wife, your kids, whatever you want to do, TaylorMade's TP5 and TP5X is the ball that you need. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern that decreases drag and increases lift, that's a bunch of fancy Bryson terms that tell you that this ball performs better than most, right? So to learn more about the TP5 and TP5X and to find a ball fitting near you, head to TaylorMadeGolf.com. What a close shave. Well, they were in Nicholasville, Kentucky, last week, the PGA Tour in the Barbasol Championship, and Seamus Power won that championship on Sunday for his first PGA Tour victory, beating JT Poston with a tap-in par on the sixth playoff hole. Mm, Sixth mm, playoff mm. hole. Just in the last four weeks, right? Yes. It's a lot of playoffs. That's a lot of playoff holes. We'll get into that more. A lot of holes. All right. Poston drove it into the water. That lines the right side of the par 4 18th 
at Keen Trace and made bogey on the final extra hole. Oh, God. I've heard that sound too many times. I bet. Poor JT. All right. Um, uh, Seamus Power hit the fairway. He made his par. And there you go. You know, Power birdied the par 3 16th and the 18th in regulation for a 5 under 67. And the 34-year-old Irishman posting a 21 under 267 while Poston was kind of squandering the lead coming down the stretch. He had a double bogey on the par 5 15th. Uh, after driving in an inch out of bounds, I saw oh. it. They got a rule. They got a ruler out. All right. Uh, he followed with a three putt bogey. I mean, this is what's called leaking uh, oil in yeah. golf terms. Three putt bogey. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, the 28 year old Poston missed a chance for his second PGA Tour title. He won the 2019 Wyndham Championship in his home state of North Carolina. So it looks like the Barbasol Championship lived up to its sponsor's slogan: "Close Shave America." <laughs> I'm not sure you can get much closer than this one, Wade. Another playoff for six holes. So that's 19 playoff holes in the last four weeks on the PGA Tour. Close shaves. Close shave America. Blood is thicker than water. Aria and Moria Jutanagarn fired a second uh, 59 in the best ball format en route to victory at the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational on the LPGA Tour last week. It was a team format, and the Jutanagarn sisters... They, they have done just about everything together in golf. Each has won, but they've never won together. So with her sister in the water on the final <laughs> hole, Aria drained the 35-foot birdie putt yep. from off the green to put a stamp on the three-stroke victory over defending champions Jasmine Suwanapura and Cindy Clanton. The players known as Mo and May finished at 24 under for the tournament. And now oh. the Jutanagarns birdied five consecutive holes from numbers 9 through 13, Aria birdied the last two holes to seal the tournament. This is Aria's 12th career LPGA title and second of the season. Her victory at the Honda LPGA Thailand back in May snapped a drought that dated back to July 2018, which was over a thousand days. The year of redemption. Yeah. Again. For sure. And this is Moria's second LPGA title and her first since April of 2018. Now, afterwards, Aria said, of course, we won this for grace. And what does that mean? Well, Aria's regular caddy, Pete Godfrey, was back in Dallas and not with her because he has a 10-month-old daughter, Grace, who is hospitalized with seizures and brain swelling. Ugh. Godfrey is married to LPGA player Jane Park. Pete always put a smile on my face and makes us happy, said the Jutanagarn sisters. And he's always giving us the best support. And he kept telling us, you got this. Go in for Gracie. And we did. Mm, what mm, a nice mm. story. Absolutely. Back to the LPGA. Mel Reed having issues. Mel Reed withdrew from the Amundi Evian Championship, citing recent, tra- recent travel restrictions for those arriving to the UK from France. The UK announced on Friday that those entering from France will have to quarantine for 10 days, even if fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Wow. The new rule went into effect Monday as concerns increase over the Delta variant. The LPGA's fourth major of the season is contested in France. So if Reed were to compete and then have to quarantine in the UK, she would not be able to make the trip to Tokyo, Japan for the Olympic Games. So Reed, Reed posted that she's incredibly disappointed that she can't make the dates work and but so however. on and so forth. Um, she qualified for Great Britain in the Olympics for the women's golf team, and she will compete uh, not next weekend, the weekend following in at oh man <laughs> come on you can do it kasamugasaki country club near tokyo that's absolutely correct 
<laughs> I'm very familiar with that country club. So, well, you know what I'm not familiar with? I mean, are there any direct flights from Paris to Tokyo? Why does she have to go back to Britain <laughs> and quarantine for 10 days? That's exactly. That's, that's a great point. I mean, with the with the Olympics news, they're, they're testing people every seven minutes. So, I right. mean, just, just send her there. there. Unbelievable. All right. Collins carry on. If watching Colin Marikawa stripe iron shot after iron shot on Sunday at the Open, you felt about as unrelatable to him and as this 24-year-old superstar might have more in common with us than meets the eye. Okay. Despite a $2 million payday last weekend, Morikawa was seen lugging his bags in Atlanta's airport, a friendly reminder that not all PGA Tour pros <laughs> fly privately. You know? right. Here's the thing, though, right? I mean, he fly... He, he may have flown commercial, but my guess is his one personal item that didn't fit under the seat in front of him. Yeah, I, th- right? I, I think you're probably correct on that. Yeah, the Claret Jug. Not you know? fit it. <laughs> Unbelievable. And you know, I mean, I, we, we all know that Atlanta Hartsfield International Airport is the busiest in the world. But just in the last six months, they've had a green jacket in there and the Claret Jug. You know? That's a pretty good track record. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Weekly update. Can't make this stuff up. All right. LPGA, it's in the game. Electronic Arts, in partnership with the LPGA, announced Wednesday that its upcoming EA Sports PGA Tour video game will showcase the LPGA Tour and highlight women's golf with an in-depth female representation throughout all aspects of the game. The announcement comes on the eve of the Evian Championship, one of the LPGA's five annual majors, which will also be a featured tournament. We're thrilled that the LPGA Tour is coming back to EA Sports PGA Tour, especially with the inclusion of a major global tournament like the Evian Championship, said Brian Carroll, the LPGA's Senior Vice President of Global Media Distribution, earlier in the week in a press release. EA Sports has done a great job in continuing to expand female representation in the various modes throughout the game and featuring women's golf in an authentic and modern way. It will not be the first time female pros are represented in a golf video game. Past iterations of the EA Sports Tiger Woods PGA Tour franchise featured the likes of Annika, Natalie Golbus, Lexi, Stacey Lewis, and Paula Creamer. The most recent iteration of the Tiger Woods video game in 2014 also included a mode in which LPGA players could play on the LPGA Tour. But in the new game, which is set to hit shelves in the spring of 2022, gamers will have the ability to create a female player with a newly overhauled Create a Player feature. Right from the start, your player will be able to compete in a number of LPGA-themed challenges, amateur tournaments, and professional events like the Evian. So, if you don't think this is a big deal, just ask the number one player in the world, Nellie Korda. Earlier this week in the press conference, they asked her about this, and she said she's an avid player of Call of Duty. <laughs> so, I guess we we know where she gets that killer instinct. Yeah, exactly. Grand yeah. Theft Auto, too, she plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could. I mean, I tell you, Modern Warfare, she, she lists Big them fan. all. She was funny. She's funny. She kind of got flushed. She, she's like, I'm showing my nerd side or whatever. Hey, at the end of the day, congrats to the LPGA for a very cool partnership. All right. Now, Wade, can you make an azalea? I don't mean the plant. I mean the drink. No, I'll learn, though. Well, that's the trendy drink of Masters Week. And while it seems like not everyone can, as the Masters is looking for some service help at Augusta National Golf Club, they advertised this week online with openings at a front desk clerk, housekeeper, cook, and, of course, a bartender. Now, this week was also the week that Masters lottery applicants received word if they were in the 2022 Masters or out. 
So here at the Pro Show, we like to inspire our listeners. So if they got the we regret to inform you right. email, right? Why not start working on your mixology? It just might be your way into the 86th Masters. Lemon juice, pineapple juice, vodka, and grenadine. There you go. All right. Well, <laughs> you are quick. <laughs> Little head start today. Hey, you know what? It's, it's what? 3.55 p.m. or something, right? You know, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, and it's folks, almost here. <laughs> that's your pro show update for the week ending July 23rd, 2021. You know, the weekly update every week is brought to us by TaylorMade Golf. And of course, we have New Jersey Golf Foundation. Uh, the clothing I'm wearing today, Summit Golf Brands. Appreciate all my sponsors. Next week on the pro show, we might be going on the road. I know I'm going to be up at the Women's Senior U.S. Open, which is being contested at Brooklawn Country Club. So we're going to check in there, find ourselves a guest and see what's happening at this ladies major championship. It's going to be pretty cool. Producer Wade Weezer, have a good weekend, my friend. Most importantly, thanks for being here, my listeners. Keep tuning in. We'll keep doing our thing. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about paying attention. Detail-oriented leaders have a knack for noticing trends, remembering conversations, and asking thoughtful questions. Never lose sight of the specifics, and the big picture will always remain in clear view. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is... The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.